Welcome to the Your Lender Buddy podcast. This podcast is designed to empower real estate professionals with industry knowledge that they need to succeed. Without further ado, I'll pass it on to Jordan Keck for today's episode. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jordan, Your Lender Buddy. We've seen a huge run up in home prices in the last three years. Rates have been increasing in 2022 faster than almost any other point in history. Even in the 1980s, when we saw interest rates go up into the teens, you know, inflation was a similar problem then as it is now. And as a result, affordability is way down, meaning fewer and fewer people can afford to buy a home. Is it impossible to buy a home right now? I had one home buyer that was pre-approved for $425,000 in August of 21. A year later, that number is down over $100,000 to $310 as a result of the interest rates going up. Now, the question I've been asked more and more as a result is, what does it take to buy a home now? How is it even possible? So today, I'll be talking about the four primary methods that I'm recommending and seeing people use to buy a home in today's market. The first one, simple as it sounds, is making more money and or paying off your debts. When you qualify for a mortgage, one of the biggest things we look at is what's called your debt to income ratio. It's really just a fancy way of saying, how much can your income afford to pay monthly? We rarely look at the balances, so we mostly look at the monthly payment, and that payment's going to include what your mortgage payment's going to be. The rough math works out that in order to get into a starter home of around 350,000, and for reference, this is Oregon, so this may be higher or lower than your particular area, but to look at 350,000 as a starter home with a three to a 5% down payment with little to no other debt means you're having to make about $60,000 a year in order to qualify for that. Other things, not, you know, notwithstanding higher down payments or credit score variations. On a single income, working full-time hours, 40 hours a week, you're needing to be making about $28.85 per hour. Now, that's a pretty good chunk of change. Any debts also increase the amount of income that you'll need. For every $100 per month in payments, so if you've got a car payment that's $100 a month, for example, that typically means needing an extra $2,400 per year in gross income before taxes. Now, to put that in perspective, if you use the combined monthly payments for car loans, credit cards, personal loans, things like that, and let's say you have $500 a month, that means needing an extra $12,000 a year to qualify for the same amount, or going from that $60,000 to about $72,000 per year to qualify for that same home. Now, to reminder, these are based on today's interest rates right now. So this number, this income can go up or down but this is just dealing with where we are right now in the market here, September of 2022. So that's option one. And while it may be easy to think about and say, oh, we'll just make more income, there is a surprising thing that happens in people's psychology when they have a target to shoot for. It's one thing to be able to say, oh, I need to make more money. You know, it's impossible to qualify right now. I can't do it versus saying, you know what? I'm $4 an hour away. That means you start thinking about what can I do to increase my income $4 an hour? Can I ask for a raise? Can I take on more responsibilities? Can I switch jobs? Can I move to a different department? And it allows you to think strategically as opposed to just thinking, I need more income. Having a specific number in mind is going to give you those options. So 
take this with that in mind. It can be helpful to have that number. And with your specific debts, and feel free to reach out to me. I can get more details on it, but hopefully this gives a framework for you or any clients you have looking to get into and say, hey, you know, what is it going to take for me to get into a home? Option number two for buying in today's market, dual income households. It's much easier to have two people making $15 an hour than one person at almost $30 an hour in order to qualify for the same amount. See, there are way more jobs available at $15 an hour than there are available at $30 an hour. But two people making, let's say, $17.50 working full-time may not seem like much, but that comes out to an annual combined salary of $72,800 per year. I'll say that again. Two people working full-time at $17.50 per hour, entry-level position, full-time comes out to $72,800 a year. By adding another person in the household with an income, you're counting the same housing payment against two incomes. So this is a significant way to increase how much house you can afford. And this doesn't have to be a spouse. The person who's qualifying with you does not have to be related if they're living in the household with you. So this can be uh, a, couple, a sibling, this can be a friend, it can be a roommate, it can be a significant other that's not married. No specific relationship is needed. If they're gonna be living with you in the home, Adding them onto the loan using that income is a great way to increase the amount of house that you can afford. Option number three, multi-generational or blended households. Americans are traditionally very independent, but many are choosing to move in with parents or have parents move in with them in order to benefit in this time with the market. Now, there's a number of benefits that can come from this, including shared expenses, free childcare or senior care, depending on the stage of life. Younger families having um, older family members being able to care for their kids or you know, adult children being able to take care of their parents later in life. And also benefits of closer community. One of the things that we've really emphasized since going through the pandemic was the value of having community, of having people close. So I'm seeing a lot of movement towards these multi-generational households because of that as well. When you have multi-generational households, again, similar to dual income households, you're looking at one mortgage payment, one housing payment, but fighting that with two, three, maybe even four incomes. Even if they're small, maybe the retirement income, a fixed social security or a pension amount or a disability amount, that can go a long way into increasing the amount that you're able to qualify for. And this often allows for more housing options that can suit a larger family or a dual living situation, whether that's a duplex, whether that is a mother-in-law suite, whether it's a dual living uh, within the same single family residence, you name it. But being able to qualify for more frees up those options and gives you more opportunities on the table with multi-generational households. And the last one, number four we're talking about is multifamily properties with a rental income. You see, a little known fact is that you qualify for more when buying a multifamily property than you do when buying a single family property. And the reason for that is because we can count the rental income from the units you will not be living in, whether actual or estimated rent. For example, if you're buying a fourplex and you plan to live in one of the units, we can count the rent from the other three units as income so that you qualify for more. 
whether those units, again, are vacant or not, we know that they're going to be filled. Nobody buys a fourplex just to let it sit vacant. So what we do is we get an appraisal that not only determines the value of the property, but the estimated market rent for each of those units. Then we discount those rents 25% to account for things like vacancies and repairs, that this significantly increases the price range at which you're able to qualify. You add on top of that the benefits through programs like FHA or VA, and FHA still allows you to qualify for a fourplex if you're living in one of the units with as little as a 3.5% down payment. So you can be a first-time homebuyer qualifying for a fourplex with 3.5% down, and you're going to qualify for more, significantly more, on that fourplex than you do a single-family home because we take into account the rent. VA doesn't require a down payment. Zero down, single family, duplex, triplex, or fourplex. It's a phenomenal program. So make sure that you know, make sure that you're telling your clients, people you know about, the benefits of some of these loan programs where if they can look into these types of situations, multifamily properties, if they're up for it, can be another way to significantly increase their purchasing power in this market. So these are the main four ways I'm seeing right now. Obviously, there are many others. It comes in many flavors. So if you or someone you know is interested in buying, not sure what your situation looks like or what your options are, reach out to me. Let me know. Happy to customize some solutions for you and get you into a spot where you are able to get into a home. As always, hopefully this is helpful. Be sure to subscribe for more great content. Come out with new episodes every Thursday. Pass this along to your team and let's elevate real estate together. This podcast has been brought to you by Jordan Keck, NMLS number 1017341, branch manager at Advantage Mortgage Incorporated, 5955 Shoreview Lane, North Suite 200, Kaiser, Oregon 97303, company NMLS 1770599 equal housing lender. Jordan Keck is licensed in Oregon, Arizona, California, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Texas, and Washington. Until next time, thanks again for listening.